Hi, and welcome to the second episode of Let's Masturbate with Mary and Louis. I'm honoured to have made it to the second episode. Well, thanks. Your efforts are definitely appreciated in this little team. Yeah. Thank you so much. So on this episode, we're going to be primarily focusing on masturbation, in particular female masturbation and stigmatisms that are really surrounding that topic. Yeah, we're also going to share some experiences that we've both had as a couple in regards of the stigmatisms surrounding female masturbation in particular yeah also we're gonna just have a bit of a delve into the education system in regards of sex education and relationships and see if masturbation has in any way been incorporated into the curriculum as i personally i don't know about you but i believe that masturbation is pretty essential in developing a sexuality and really just learning about your body Mm, they're, they're certainly very linked and i think that if you don't know yourself then you'll never be able to fully know somebody else yeah definitely if you don't know what you like how on earth is someone else gonna know Hmm. okay so let's begin So what are schools teaching us about masturbation? Me, personally, I don't think I ever even heard the word muttered by a teacher or any form of sex professional. You know, me neither. It definitely wasn't touched upon in my sex education classes. No. It wasn't it wasn't even it wasn't even acknowledged as, as being a real thing. I never even heard of females masturbating until I was a late teenager. Yeah, and I think it should be something that's discussed maybe a little earlier because I think it can lead to less risk-taking behaviour in the long run. But a point that I want to really touch on is that male masturbation is so common hearsay on the playground Mm. at school as a teenager. I think jokes about it, comments about it. Boys can talk about their penises all day long, but as soon as a woman mentions her vagina... (gasps) I know, uh, especially touching her own vagina that has been seen as such a dirty thing and I've got Crazy, it blows bro. my mind because a, a vagina is is so clean it's like it has its own self-cleaning system it cleans itself uh, I've seen some dirty balls I don't know about you <laughs> <laughs> well um, yeah and I remember in primary school male masturbation being a topic discussed between boys because I had a particularly male orientated friendship group when I was like 11 ah, and, down with the lads yeah and I remember them talking about it, even making jokes about sleepovers and going corners to masturbate and things like disgusting oh, no. things like that and the any talk of a woman masturbating uh was just which it, there just wasn't any no and how are you how are you ever gonna see your own actions and experiences as, as normal if nobody's ever talking about them no and that netflix show uh called galoop lab or something like that yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. She's talking to a sex expert, a like therapist, and Gwyneth Paltrow said that she has never seen her own vagina. What? So many women, apparently, it's quite common that they don't, they, they, they've never just picked up a mirror and looked. Yeah, I was going to say, all you need is a bit a bit of angle. You just need your phone. Like, yeah. You, it blows my mind that you can have such an important organ in your body and you've never even looked at it. Wow. 
yeah that that's fascinating every boy has seen their own penis yeah and i think it is something self-exploration should be something that i think is encouraged through sex education at the appropriate age because people that do not know how to have a sexual experience on their own may go seeking in a more dangerous environment for a sexual experience and they could be put in a vulnerable situation that they wouldn't have been put in if they'd have known that they can have sex with themselves yeah absolutely and and i imagine it also does wonders for your body image i couldn't imagine that there being a whole part of my body that i know almost nothing about or i've never seen before yeah and seeing your own body in a sexual way if even if you're not having a partner it's empowering you you shouldn't have to miss out on the pleasures just because you don't want to share it with someone or you haven't had the opportunity to yeah. And for this very episode, I've been doing quite a bit of research on the topic and I've actually had a look at the current school curriculum on what's going to be enforced in sex and relationship education from September. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It'd be cool to see how, how much progress has been made. Yeah, from what we were taught, definitely. And I think a couple of the points that I... Um, pulled out which weren't applicable to us the kind of online behaviors i think when we were in pr- ah, end of primary yeah. school or in secondary school the internet was the wild west for us yeah we were not educated really on what pornography does to your sexual image and that is apparently something that's on the curriculum oh that's that's it, very that's good to hear yeah it said uh, that specifically sexually explicit material for example pornography uh, presents a distorted picture of sexual behaviors oh, and can damage wow. the way people see themselves in relation to others and have negatively affected how they behave towards sexual partners very well worded i think that's very progressive and yeah. very important because a lot of material that young men in particular are seeing is just pornography yeah and i think it's most boys' first exposure which which does absolutely terrible things to yeah, you know, a man's that, sexuality. Yeah, I can imagine that being my first exposure to sex, looking at pornography. Mm. I think that I was very more interested in uh, researching it for myself. Well, I never really enjoyed pornography because I always already recognised that it had such derogatory notations from having young young male friends when I was at school. Yeah, it's got a negative effect for sure. There's still the general facts about reproductive health, uh, fertility, menstruation is a big part of the mental health section. But after looking through the entire curriculum, I haven't in particularly seen a mention of masturbation at so all. So it's, it's still not there? It's still not there. There's the whole thing about religion being able to change what's being taught. Which right. Is. Can religion change what's being taught in, in the UK? I know in America it's it's a different story. Yeah, in this curriculum it said that uh, religion um, can teach the different things. Oh, so it's, it's saying that religious education has alternate explanations that are different from what's being yeah, offered that, here. Yeah, that your school can be teaching. Alongside this. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's all right. So it doesn't replace it. I don't, I'm not sure if it does. I don't think so, but I'll have to check. I don't think it does. Well, we hope not. No, I definitely hope not because that can be quite damaging. Yeah. I remember growing up in a particular religious household and masturbation in that religion is a massive no. You do not do that. Big sin. Big sins. And uh, therefore, when I first discovered it at the grand old age of 17... Old. Really? How old were you when you discovered masturbation? Uh, as soon as it worked. Yeah, when was that? <laughs> 13. 13. 13. How is that fair? You got another four years of masturbating. I'm sorry. I didn't think that I would go to hell if I did it. Yeah, I know, but that's because I didn't know about it. 
That's not because I didn't think I was allowed. You didn't know about it? No. I know. I didn't know about it. I don't think a lot of girls did. So many women from my school, I think in particular, have had the impression that female masturbation is dirty and wrong. Like it's like it's got sort of a. It's oh, like it's like oh, you finger yourself. Yeah, for lack of a better word, like a slutty connotation. Definitely, wow. it has such yeah. negative connotations that you might do it in private, but you would never admit never to doing admit it. Never admit to it. If it was ever brought up at school, like if you were like, yeah, I masturbate, you'd be teased. You mm. would be, you'd be like, what? The no, hell I, I remember girls getting getting taken the piss out of a little bit for things like very masturbation related. So two friends at a party, I had a discussion with. I think India thirteen maybe, and we just brought it up for the first. Time I've ever spoken about it to any female friend, and they were just like, "Yeah, I do it," and I was like, "Oh my god, me too!" And it was like this, this revelation, revelation that you're not the only one that's apparently doing something that's so dirty. Normalized female, female masturbation. Because a statistic from my survey that lay it on us. The statistic was not so. This was on 173 responses. 94 percent said that they think male masturbation is more normalized in society than female masturbation. Ah, oh, and, it, and it definitely is. Definitely. The is. numbers are there. They are the numbers. So, as you previously said, you were 13 when you discovered that you could masturbate and the pleasures of masturbation. I believe so, yeah. So, how, how did that come about? Um, so, as I developed, my penis grew new feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I'm I'm an engineer at heart. Okay. I'm going to Yeah, you're engineering. Hated my degree. So, I wanted to know what was going on, how okay. it worked, like certain things felt good. So, you went for a bit of an explore. A bit of an explore, yeah. I touched it and felt it, see what worked, see what didn't work. But you already recognize Did you already have the knowledge of like recognized motions that that masturbation was? Yeah. When I was a kid, like the other kids in the alleyway would be like doing that that handshaking motion at me and, yeah. and calling me a wanker so there was already this this preconception this like this knowledge that was being fed into my brain exactly without my but, consent so on the other way when you think about it what gesture is there to simulate female masturbation not one so universal no so how from that would you even know what to do yeah that's especially interesting especially no access to like in the internet I didn't have access to the internet at home at yeah. that time as a teenager so, dad said no so um, that's not really something I want to look up at the library <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not sure those sites are allowed but you eventually find out I think from googling and whatnot. but that period of time where I didn't have any access and I imagine a lot of other women didn't know what to do or where to do it <laughs> yeah it can impose quite a problem especially in developing a sexuality and developing what you like because when you think about it in comparison to that you had sex at quite a young age I imagine a lot of girls are having sex at a young age and maybe a majority or at least a significant percentage haven't masturbated yeah that's probably true yeah especially with some uh, statistics that I saw online about it was about how many years that woman was having sex before she'd even masturbated seven years seven years That's stuck in my head I can't believe that yeah alright Columbus <laughs> how did you discover <laughs> masturbation <laughs> Um, so I did not know how to masturbate and 
had no one that I felt comfortable asking how to do that. Um, yeah. I remember particularly in my friendship group, I think uh, if it was ever brought up, everyone was like, no, 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 I don't do that. Ugh, fingering myself, that's gross. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so um, it was just sometime in the shower. So you, you had to seek alternative means. Yeah, I did. I was in the shower one day and um, had seen, I think I'd seen a scene in a movie where uh, I think someone used the shower head to masturbate. Yeah, I gave that a go. So it turns out that I had my first orgasm standing up. Unlike most. You think so? Yeah, I'd imagine most people probably masturbate first time lying down. Yeah, I like a challenge. Yeah, you're indie. <laughs> you, you do it your own way. So there's clearly a lot of stigmatisms around female masturbation in particular. What are some that you have heard of? I had heard that female masturbation was dirty and a bit gross, but really all that comes down to is just a lack of education. It must be because it's not dirty and it's not gross. It's very, very normal. And if you are in an environment or situation where you are developing your sexuality and you are starting to masturbate or you've only just discovered masturbation, just know that it is normal and it's okay and there's nothing wrong or dirty about it yeah and if it's normal for a guy to touch a woman's vagina then why isn't it normal for a woman to touch her own vagina i mean that just seems insane to me it seems like sexism bro yeah another thing that i've also heard heard that is dirty or unhygienic or slutty or gross is having a vibrator or a dildo what i feel like that's always been a very big running joke to if a woman had a sex toy she was particularly promiscuous or just weird yes i i've definitely heard of that one before and it was definitely not normal to be like oh i have a vibrator it'd be like oh my god what the hell yeah and i mean I can guarantee you that a woman's vibrator is probably nine times out of ten cleaner than... Your the, toothbrush. Yeah, your, your toothbrush. <laughs> Definitely. Or, or, you know, your penis. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I grew up with the idea that masturbation was wrong and having a vibrator was wrong as I did have one as a teenager that I hid in my bedroom. You had to hide it. I hid it. And once my brother found it and he actually, uh, we were in an argument about something and he actually threatened <laughs> to tell my parents about it. Blackmail. Yeah, he Sexual was blackmail. Blackmail me. But yeah, it was a thing that made me feel bad about myself when it's definitely, you know, retrospectively, I should have just been like, so tell them, I don't care. Yeah. But when you're so caught up with the idea that it is wrong and not normal, it's a sensitive Yeah. Topic. I think as a parent, I'd be glad that my daughter's not out there having risky sex. And exactly. I could have been out having sex with anyone instead, but I wasn't. But that was seen just as bad. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense, really. It definitely doesn't make any sense. And um, I remember the first friend that I heard her that got a vibrator when she was away at uni. Um, I was like, oh my God. And then was so perplexed by the idea i think i may have said that i had one but i i can't remember were you ready to share that with someone or not i'm not sure but it was nice to see that it was being normalized and then when a friend at uni got bought one for her birthday i think it is a normal sensible gift really thoughtful thoughtful definitely here happy birthday here's some orgasms wow 
what what more could you want? What more could you want? But how could we even change society's perspective on masturbation? It seems so. It seems so written in history. Yeah, it is a very set in stone idea that it's it's quite taboo and a forbidden topic. So much so that it isn't educated about, and uh, I think that is probably the primary way that you can ensure like getting rid of the stigmatisms because the more people that know and understand that it's a good and sex positive way to learn about sex yeah. the more normalized it will become in society i feel comfortable now talking to my friends about masturbation and vibrators and just sex in general but it takes a lot to build up the courage especially if you're in a friendship group that doesn't really normally discuss sex yeah and th- and think about all all the stress and anxiety that it could have saved you if you had been able to speak about it much much earlier exactly and I, from the ages, from puberty to I learned to masturbate in uh, 17, I was probably the horniest person alive. And oh, I think... poor girl. <laughs> and I think too many girl teenagers have the same problem. You have so much sexual frustration, and I remember it making me crave a relationship more than a vibrator. Oh, but you didn't really want a relationship yet. Not really. I think... Uh, at school it would be nice I guess but school's school's enough without having a boyfriend I imagine <laughs> but who, who's to know maybe if you had a boyfriend and were having sex it would relieve some of that tension I I, I imagine so, but the sex could be bad. The sex could be bad. The, you've n- neither of you have learnt about female masturbation, and how do you know he knows what to do to you if you can't come from penetrative sex? Yeah, which only a very small percentage of women can do. Yeah, 20% if we remember from the last episode. Mm. Yeah, now we're going to embarrass ourselves maybe a little and share a story that we experienced this year which was all centered around female masturbation yes it was you want to you want to set the scene start the story i'll set the scene so from my end i'm at university at the time yeah i'd stayed at your house yeah, Mary. Mary was currently staying at staying at my house. She, it, it was the morning still, and she'd gone yeah, up. You'd gone for a lecture, and I, I'd gone for a lecture early in the morning. I was dragging my poor brain through the day. Yeah, and I'd gotten up, and I was going to go into the studio, but not until after lunch. I don't think. I think I was going to meet you at lunchtime. Yeah, and do some work in the studio. And I had gone. Well, I laid in bed for a while, been on my phone, on TikTok, mm, yeah. listened to music. I got ready, had a shower, did my makeup, matched my makeup to my outfit. I was having a good time, had some music on, was singing, having a bit of a dance, yeah. and just having a good day. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, like I was in a real good mood. I was ready to go to the studio and create some good work, work on this subject. And yeah, so little did I know. Little did she know. Then I get a message on my phone, and one of my housemates goes, "Oi, what's the deal with your girl masturbating? Like, rub, I think the term was rubbing one out. Yeah, um, over breakfast. Over while, while we're trying to eat breakfast. Like, first of all, it's almost lunchtime, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and and second of all, I'm fairly sure that my girlfriend wouldn't just be masturbating at 11 she's getting getting ready to go to go to university yeah the thing is it wasn't a private message either this was in a group chat for their house which yes. contained five boys yeah so everyone everyone else saw he hasn't he hasn't spoken to mary about it just just no, me and everyone else in the house i went downstairs in the house and one of them that w- had said that 
they'd heard it and was in the living room at the time and he said hi to me and or like acknowledged me and did not mention it at all didn't say anything like muggins here i was just walking like leaving the house being like oh i'm gonna have a good day little did i know that they were all talking about me apparently masturbating yeah and then hearing me very strange behavior so i i tell them that that it's probably it's probably not the case but i'll you know what i'll i'll check with mary anyways i'll 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 ask her bearing in mind that i told them that i was texting her at the time and the the texts were they were non-sexual yeah you know i I don't think i don't think she she she'd been up to anything like that it doesn't it doesn't really fit time-wise and i explained that to them but they were they were adamant yeah i'm pretty sure we had like sex the day before and i when I'm in a relationship, masturbating isn't really something that I do. I feel like if we get horny, you have sex. When we live together now and we're together practically every night at university, so it's never really been been an issue or or something that I've continually been doing. No, I was pretty perplexed and I had unfortunately had to break the news to you about what was going on yeah i met you in the cafe and you were like there's been some messages in the group chat and i'm just like what so confused and i saw it and i literally died i was angry and upset and frustrated and i was just so confused because i just wasn't and i'm doing a podcast about sex and at that point i'd already even started my project about about female yeah. sexual pleasure and I would have admitted it. I would have admitted it and said sorry. But the thing is, those boys, I don't think, have enough experience with women in a sexual environment that they even know what one masturbating sounds like. Because when you masturbate, I don't know if I can speak for every woman, but most of them that I've told this story to have agreed that when you masturbate, you don't scream and shout and you're not, you're not getting rammed. It's, it's not yeah, really the same. It's not, it's like, not you don't something make, you're You don't be... make the sex noises. Like it's just not the same. Yeah. Nowhere near on a volume level that they'd be, hear, be heard a story below. Yeah. It, Honestly, the the whole it's such a ridiculous situation. Pretty yeah, disgraceful behaviour. It was, on their it was end. pretty disgraceful. And the worst part was is that I was just called a liar. Yeah, and they they called me a liar too, saying that oh you weren't there. How would you know? How would you know? But the thing is, they've clearly not been in a relationship where they can they know their partner well enough whether they can tell if they're lying or not yeah. i've never lied to you about anything i don't see the point. Lying just creates distrust. Creates yeah, and yeah. distance. So that was very embarrassing and it wouldn't have happened if female masturbation wasn't... So stigmatised. So stigmatised because it was made out that I was doing such a horrible crime. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They made me feel like I was personally insulting them if by potentially masturbating in their house, which I was not for the record no yeah so we yeah um, we've been personally affected by this so this is quite a prudent topic for us yeah i think that when you are affected by it personally you do understand the stigmatisms and how it can actually impact your sex life because it impacted our sex life a lot yeah i was like so they're listening to us having sex or the sex noises that we make and are gonna talk about it between each other like you're in a uni house of five boys like you are gonna hear sex noises yeah they were for sure no angels and allowed a whole multitude of not necessarily legal activities to take place in their house yeah but a woman 
a woman masturbating. Who could at believe breakfast? it? At breakfast, clearly none of them have ever had any uh, like morning sexual experiences. No, and I think I think the fact that it was to do with female masturbation meant that no one else really backed me. No. Because I think it's a taboo subject for them to talk about. So they were like, I'm just not going to get involved. I was humiliated. I was so upset that they wouldn't even... Like, if it was just an issue and they weren't trying to use it to humiliate me, they would have just sent me a private message. Yeah, but obviously humiliation was was the objective and so from that i think that a lot of people might have had the same kind of experiences maybe not if they've not been subjected to such vile human beings let's hope let's hope let's that hope not. that they've not but there are many questions sur- surrounding female masturbation that have been proposed on my female sexual pleasure and wellness surveys and we're gonna pop back to that section of the podcast where we answer one of those questions Nice. So, what have we got today? What is the best way to teach female sexual pleasure when every female I engage with finds different things pleasurable? That is a very, very good question. Excellent. Yeah. Every woman is different and every woman enjoys different things. There are obvious correlations between what biologically is stimulating and not. But yeah, like there's a science behind it that would work for the majority of people. Yeah, so actually, we're going to put this question on you, Louis, seeing as you've had more female sexual partners than I. I haven't had any. Yeah, um, okay. I think that the teaching should be based around discovery and exploration because it does vary so much but do you have like a go-to method no really so when you're gonna like give oral sex you just go for what it looks like i have like a basic technique that i start from and then from there it's it's really about observing and seeing what works yeah i think the most important aspect of it is the woman communicating what she's liking and what she's not liking yeah see now that that'll work if the woman is communicating with you but if what do you do if they're not oh it's just bad it's bad it's just bad there's nothing i can do at that point i imagine that you try and do different things yeah to try and elicit maybe some sort of reaction if there's if there's no reaction at all i'm just gonna assume that i'm i'm doing badly doing badly and probably stop i think that is smart and i think women need to know that they should sometimes give like a reaction to what's happening as an indicator to communicate because not all women will feel comfortable saying oh yeah i really like that do that like to the left to the right oh yeah but of course it doesn't have to be verbal no exactly that's what i'm saying that that women might not feel comfortable saying what's what's good and bad or move or more or less pressure and yeah. sometimes like cocking your hips or moving and or just like uh, sounds yeah. in general are a great indicator i think of what yeah. you are enjoying. sounds body language yeah and it's things that you don't even realize give off such information when you're receiving mm. so connecting that to what we've been talking about earlier in regards of uh, developing what you like and don't like through personal exploration i think it's also important to add that masturbation doesn't always mean making yourself come or making yourself have an orgasm it's also uh, just about touching and feeling and 
just having a kind of experience that doesn't always have to lead to an orgasm. Yeah, it could it could be that you're experimenting and and it simply doesn't work. So yeah, definitely, and that's not a bad thing, and that is not a negative experience to take away. Like if you're trying it for the first time or trying something new for the first time, it's not always going to work. And even if it doesn't work the first time. Easing into something is definitely important to remember when you're experimenting. Yeah, that can be a big help. Big help. Just that taking it slowly, like step by step, baby steps are important, especially if you have a negative kind of experience or negative connotation towards masturbation. A a negative upbringing and sort of environment surrounding it as well. Also, not all people have their own bedrooms. Not not everyone has their own personal space. A lot of people share bedrooms. I remember sharing a bedroom with my sister as a child for a period of time when I first hit puberty. When I first hit puberty, and I remember. I'm sitting there, on, lying there in the middle of the night on my top top bunk, being like, "Oh my god, I'm so horny. What do I do?" <laughs> no. And you just, I just had to live through it and just bear hope, through the pain. Yeah, hope that one day I would have a, a sexual awakening and feel, you know, not normal but more in tune with my sexuality. Yeah. And anyone that does share a space, a personal space with a relative or a friend, know that masturbation is not something that you have to partake in every day or routinely. It's not something that you particularly forget. Yeah. And one experience that it's you like might... like riding a bike. Yeah, one experience that you might have on your own when you particularly have half an hour or something alone doesn't have to be in your bedroom or, or the space that you share with someone. Just Though it should be somewhere ideally private and in your own yeah definitely but i just mean that not everyone has that kind of personal space so if they're in the bath or the shower that's a very personal space that you can try and experiment with absolutely and on the point of sex toys i think there's such a stigmatism around that and that should be changed and i think one thing that helps with the normalization of sex toys is trying to introduce your sexually inexperienced friends to them. Wow, yeah. Because I think that if you're friends with someone that isn't necessarily having much sex or maybe they've only had it once or twice... Yeah, and And a a sex toy probably, it doesn't need quite as much explaining as as maybe a a manual method would. (laughs) No, but... um, And if you have that kind of relationship where you're close with someone, know that a gift as a sex toy is not necessarily an inappropriate gift if you have that kind of relationship. I think, as we said before, gifting someone an orgasm is is pretty nice and doesn't always have to have a sexual connotation in your relationship. No, platonic Um, orgasm. Very platonic. And because having a sexual experience or an orgasm or just touching yourself does a lot for your mental health and self-esteem. Yeah. It, it can put you in a sexual scenario that can boost your confidence, especially if you're not having much sexual contact with another person. And with that, it can help the person know what they're like and don't like, particularly if the person isn't comfortable with touching themselves with their own hands. I think that's, that could be helpful for some people that have been shied away from um, manual masturbation. Yeah, I, I can... <laughs> I can imagine some people don't like the feeling of their own their own skin no, against. No, I, I think I've I've spoken to a couple of people that don't feel comfortable putting their own fingers in their vagina. But 
maybe feel comfortable with something a bit more phallic. Yeah. Especially as it's designed for that purpose. It definitely could. Yeah, and I think twist can be useful if you don't want to have a particularly sexual connotation to your own hands. Yeah, that that's also a very valid point. I think maybe some people would, would see their hands after that they've masturbated as maybe something that they don't feel comfortable with or whereas you can have that separation with a sex toy and yeah. put it in like clean it and put it in a drawer and forget about it until the next next experience if that's the kind of the situation that you want to build and, and learn from. Absolutely. I think that might be a good sex positive note to end this episode on. Yeah, I've I must say I've enjoyed this episode very much. I think it's been quite interesting to delve into this topic. I've not really heard many people uh, really go into that much detail about it before. Yeah, and hearing it from a woman's perspective as well, it's it's so different. So it's been it's been insightful. I'm glad, and I hope that someone, just one person listening, could have uh, learned something from our experiences and know that what their experience is 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 totally fine. Uh, That that is the goal, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, Mary, if you don't mind me asking. What is? What do we have? What? What's the? Um, uh, you wanna? You wanna tell me what's on the next one, huh? So, so what's up next? Your fucking funeral when I fail my degree. Oh yeah. So if you want to tune into the next episode, that is all going to be focused around consent and homosexuality. I think. You've got nothing to say. <laughs> Worst co-host ever.